You're listening to the MAV Show, episode number four, Protagonist and Antagonist. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the MAV Show. I'm your host, Keem Vontae, KV for short, and my co-host. Hello, brother. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, guys. Man, it's been a long week. Yeah, you know, more things are shutting down. More things shutting down. I feel like every single little thing is shutting down. I'm just so thankful for everybody who's out there delivering food. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, you know, shout out to all the, you know, the nurses and everybody else. But, man, thank you to the people who... Like keeping your restaurants open, you know, so I can still have my wing stop, my fast food. Just God bless your soul. I didn't understand the like, I'm okay with wing stop being open. I didn't understand why it's open because technically that's not a necessity job. Yeah, it doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be a necessity job. <laughs> that's what they made it to. It's, like, it it's not, a, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter, it doesn't need to be a necessity job. But hey, a lot of people, I mean, because if you was to take out all fast food. I mean, you would really have all food from, like, like Walmart's fries and everything else closed. Mm-hmm. Like, everything would just be, like, all the food would just be off the shelves, period, period. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so once again, shout out to everybody out there. If you're still working your job, you know, you're blessed. If you're working from home, I don't know how you stay in the house all day. Like, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Especially if I got a new video game. And shout out to uh, FFX7. Coming out next week on the 10th. Uh, thank you. And by that, he means Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I love the demo. The demo was great. I'm, and I'm just like, yep, it feels like that good old classic Final Fantasy uh, feel, especially when, back when I played 15. And I'm just like, yes, let's go. Let's go. Yo, can I give a quick shout out to us? We finally got, not only are we on Spotify now, we are also on Google Podcasts. Ooh. Hopefully y'all heard that. Uh, not only on Spotify, but also on Google Podcasts. And, not, and I think the last one we gotta definitely try to get on to is uh, Apple iTunes. That too. And I am working on it. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm working. I'm definitely working on Yo, it. Yep. He's the person in the in the background making everything happen. Shout out to little brother. Mm, thank y'all. Shout out for Big Bro for you know just getting this kick started up. He's the one who put the website together. Oh man, hey. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. Putting putting all that stuff together is definitely a challenge. But hey, man, you know we got together. Especially though. if you're a first time user. Yeah. But how was your week, little brother? Uh, work. Let's just say that. <laughs> work. Let's just say that. We got a lot of things going on, especially with the COVID nineteen thing going on. It's mm. just like rescheduling and all this stuff, and then people, people, a lot of people take off, and it's not that the fact that they're feeling the symptoms or anything, they just take off because they don't want to be there. I'm. So is it? almost be considered like it's just regular work there still or pretty much <laughs> oh lucky how about you um work is slowly dying down for me since a lot of our customers are restaurant uh based and um like hotels companies and when everybody um since like a lot of licenses like a lot of restaurants and bars are closing down my work is slowly going down but it just gives me more time to put more into the podcast and everything so I'm happy. Nice. 
I'm definitely happy. I'm definitely All right, happy. Well, let's go ahead and get this kickstarter. What are we doing again today again? Protagonist and antagonist. Oh, so, so like the people like Naruto and Sasuke. Yeah, so this is, so we're basically you know gonna put some spotlight on main characters and like the main villains. And so today we're gonna definitely try to give off uh, some notable mentions from a few um, anime, mangas, video games that we kind of liked. By the way, what's good and bad about them? Yeah, what's good and bad about them? But if you but if it's me. You there's very small dislikes and very lot of likes because I try to look for the characters who are very similar. Like I could actually see myself doing what they're doing. That makes a good antagonist. Yeah, antagonist or a protagonist. Or... Sorry, protagonist. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of more of an antihero, so I don't. Really, I really want to say protagonist a lot for myself. Yeah, you want to go ahead and get the first one started? I would definitely get the first one started. All right, so I would like to start off with the antagonist, uh, Shogo Makishima. Makishima, I would say. Shogo Makishima. From Psychopaths. So, if you guys have never heard of Psychopaths, Psychopaths can basically be summed up as, let's say, a small little city, Tokyo, um, had like a little uh, system called the civil system. Civil system basically monitors your mental state to either says if you're going to be a product to society or you're just going to be a criminal. And there's special police out there called enforcers who kind of you know, supposed to kind of come in and take care of you. So during this time, you got uh, the police trying to looking for people trying to, you know, weed out these people from society. And during this time, you have the antagonist of the show, Shogo Makishima, who kind of, you know, let me see if I get a good description of himself. He claims himself um, uh, because of his own mind and body. He does not consider himself killing people, committing crimes to be wrong but rather considers it to be completely sound and and which means the psychopath does not detect any abnormal or illegal behavior to report to the civil system which means since he sees everything he's doing is right he's not doing anything wrong and usually when you're a criminal you usually know right from wrong so you either know so you like if you're doing something like killing people or stealing you're like oh my god I'm doing something wrong the civil system would hit a alert and be like hey he's doing something wrong da, 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 da. but since this guy is thinking hey everything that I'm doing wrong is right and it's something I believe in bam I'm like wow I'll let you know that's murder sir that is murder I don't care if you think it's right or not <laughs> that's murder I mean he is he is I chose this guy first because of his perspective and remember a little bit what do I always say about perspective so what's the difference between Right and wrong or good and evil? Mm, if, I guess if they're helping people in the end? No, perspective. So it doesn't go back to word perspective. I guess it's just, yeah, yeah. you know, is is somebody who steals for the kids, you know, that are starving, is, was he, is he right for stealing or is he wrong for stealing? I see where you're coming from. You know, so just doing like that. I'll admit, once again, what he was doing was wrong, but... Everyone that has, you know, their villain, they, they like it. This is mine. I just like how even though what he's doing is wrong, he still believes in it and goes through with it. He's your uh, antagonist or protagonist? Antagonist. Okay. He's, the, he's the main villain of the story. And he's, he's the main the, villain? Yeah. Oh, jeez. So yeah, so he's who everybody's going through for the story. You know, they're trying to find out 
um, why he's killing people and why he's able to get away from it. Okay, see, that's where I'm. That's where I messed up on. I thought you were talking about like the main because you showed me like a couple of episodes. I thought you were talking about that main guy who's like working out and all that. Oh no 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 no! I, I would very recommend this um anime to you guys if you guys uh, like the whole detective type of thing. Um, if you like debating you know mindsets of what's right and wrong too a little bit it, it definitely has a lot of uh different theories and conversations you can definitely have i, I really like it okay okay psychopaths psychopaths all right all right go ahead little brother so, so what what do you got for us today so and mind you i was <laughs> call it research call it like me studying back in high school because <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i went deep into this one but what I got for you guys, and I know you guys have probably seen it before, and let me not mess up the name. Shekugeki no Soma. Shekugeki no Soma? People don't judge me if I said that wrong. It's Food Wars. Food Wars. Oh my gosh. You still is so much in love with this. Uh, if it, <laughs> yo, if that was... if that, Oh my god. I just love it. I just love it. Because it, it treats itself like action-packed Gordon Ramsay Hell's Kitchen. And what's so surprising about this, even though you love this anime of this guy cooking such, you know, crazy random dishes, you're known for always making a bowl of cereal. <laughs> you're known for this. You're known for always making a bowl of cereal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just so surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm a, I'm, a simple, I'm a simple man, but... When it comes to Soma, who is the main uh, protagonist, that dude can whip up a mean bowl of ramen. Let's say that. Hey, man, I'm all for ramen, man. I don't care. So what Food Wars is about, if you haven't seen it, it's about Soma. Uh, what's his name? Yukihara Soma. Uh, he go At first, he's he's just a kid who works into his uh, family restaurant and with his dad. And his dad kind of like sees him. And he doesn't really see his son going anywhere so he's like you need to get into something guess what you're gonna go to culinary school that's that's not what they call it but it's basically culinary school but you go there to be the best of the best so he's like you're gonna go here and you're gonna learn stuff to be a better cook and he's so much honestly he's like what do i what do i need to learn I'm, i'm i'm already beast i don't there's nothing they could teach me what was it like as soon as he gets into there people just like start just like cooking up storms and everything and he's like oh okay i guess i can learn for something from here and i think the first time he learned that is when like honestly when the chick in there named god tongue yeah or her name is erina but she goes by god tongue because anything she tastes she can taste like the best like she she can name it in detail so she can name like every single ingredient that's in the dish yes sir Ooh, okay. That's a useful skill. Mind you, he had to get into an entry exam and then like make I think it was eggs and or something like that. But it was like you have to see it because he does this thing where he like freezes broth and then like cuts up the cuts up the broth, pours it on top of the eggs, lets it melt into it. And, oh <laughs> it makes you wanna eat their food, man. So could you even possibly build a recipe? Or even make this stuff? And see what's funny. I'll get I have to I forgot his name, but there's a YouTuber who is a chef. He's like a legit chef. And uh he watches uh Food Wars. And he's tried multiple dishes from there. That specific one, he says you can kinda do it, but it doesn't really work the same way. Ah okay. What was it? It was gelatin. Is 
gelatining i forgot the actual name of it but like it's where you make uh the broth you know like that you know like when you leave broth or like grease or anything sitting out it becomes that like jello yeah yeah, i know what you're talking about it was kind of like that but doing it on purpose rather than just leaving it out and then letting it gel over time okay okay i see what you're talking about so and actually my antag so actually let me freaking roll back uh soma is a good protagonist because he goes into here thinking that he's top dog he thinks that nobody can touch him and then he takes an l like his first l around around like i want to say middle of the first season and he looks back on himself and is like i'm not as good as i think i am i actually gotta develop so you see him go through these like he has to make so many recipes do so many um new techniques that he has to learn from all these people mind you people from different cultures comes around probably his like most uh most biggest lesson that he learned was from a guy who was from india he is he could basically be called the god knows because anything he smells like the god tongue he can smell any ingredient and everything on that Mm, okay okay i was gonna say it's a food anime yeah (laughs) it's like "Mm, (laughs) it's anime so we'll let it pass but he and it was it was so freaking cool they i think this is around third season maybe they get into a tournament arc and soma ends up going far into this tournament he ends up in a three-way uh battle so it's between um soma the indian guy and then uh this other dude from japan who is just like a master seafood chef they end up having to prepare that's what their battles are like you have to prepare the same dish and whoever does it in a different style, they're the the best, you know, wins. I think it was a curry that they had to do. And honestly, and honestly, like, both of Soma's and the Sifu guys was just, like, you know, the, the best. They thought it was, like, the best thing and the most unique thing ever. But the Indian dude, he just kills it. He wins the whole tournament just because, like, he's that good. Oh, Wow. So, like, DZ just kind of comes in out of nowhere and kind of, like, dominates the scene? No. Or he's kind of, like, already been there, everybody knows he's kind of good, and the chances for winning was already slim. Yes, the second one. Okay, cool. So, just, I just didn't, I was kind of, you know, trying to hope for not that, just because we have the main characters, they wasn't just going to win just because. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know. Oh, no. He loses so many, like, he loses in so many different battles and stuff that it, he has to wind back and has to think about how he has to be better. Like, that tournament that he lost, he ends up going back to the Indian guy and basically makes him his friend. He's like, I want to learn everything from you. Ooh, okay, okay. I like that. You know, definitely trying to put some self-reflection on it and be like, yo, I got to take a step back, kill my ego, and I want to learn how to be better. I got to respect that 100%. Mm-hmm. Mind you, unfortunately, Soma's never going <laughs> to... How they're making it look, Soma's not going to be any better anytime soon, at least. What? His dad is probably considered the best chef in the world. Mm. And, and, <laughs> and so does the dad... What kind of... Like, does the dad run a restaurant or anything? Or His dad ran a restaurant, but he's more known for going out to country to country just making these amazing dishes like what was it it was a buddhist monk who pledged himself to not eat or something like that and he just goes into the restaurant just just i must have his yukihara's dish last name yukihara not a uh, first name ah, okay okay um and the dad what was it 
uh, Soma and his dad have had a food battle. I think they said around a hundred and some odd times. Soma has lost every single one. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know you're not ready to carry on the family name when you have like a hundred L's all in a <laughs> row. Like, I, oh my God, I just but feel sorry he, for that. He, he doesn't get discouraged. That's what a lot of people say. Like, you're not getting, you're not, I'm sorry, Soma, that you lost to your dad. And he's like, what for? I get to learn something new. My dad did something I've never seen before. I get to take that and try to make it better. Nice, definitely nice, definitely nice. And I'm actually, I'm gonna still hold this subject by saying that uh, the antagonist in here, Azumi Nakari, correct me if I'm wrong. It is the, it is he becomes the main antagonist in Food Wars, and he is, but it's not until like later in season four. He's a good antagonist because he's he's pretty much had this and works like from the start. And you know that because it's the girl God Tongue who I told you about before. Soma ends up becoming kind of like friends, quote unquote. But you find out that uh, Azumi Naki, I, guys, please correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. <laughs> but he ends up becoming, he, he ends up uh, being Arina's dad. And he comes in, takes over the whole entire school. He got the whole entire student council to root off the pr- the principal at the time, which he was beloved and respected. Everybody loved that principal at the time. He and he he's the one who got Yukihara into the into the food, the academy. But this dude who comes out of literally like almost nowhere comes in and just like throws the whole thing upside down. He's basically trying to make the whole food the full food world into his style. What is cool about this? It's not that he just came out of nowhere though. He went to that same school along with Yukihara's dad. Ooh, so does him and, and Yukihara's dad actually have history of being like rivals or anything? It looks like. They don't really get into it yet. Uh, and I, I still have only seen like a little bit of the fourth season, so there's probably a little bit more to go into it. But from what you see, you you just seen like um, Azumi tried to get, he tried to be that number one. But of course, uh, what was it? Yukihara, Yukihara's dad. Or Soma's dad. They're both last name is Yukihara. But Soma's dad ends up being the number one out of everybody. Then there goes this other guy who kind of like looks over Soma as well. And then Azumi. So he's like the third best out of everybody. <laughs> so he's always chasing that number one spot. Mm-hmm. Hey. Until he kind of like gets into this world where he's all like, I don't need people to tell me that I'm number one. I'm just going to be number one. Hmm. And mind you, his daughter's scared of him. It's the fact that he he looks like a villain. He's very pale, has wears his black suit, black gloves, black hair, and he's just and almost like black eyes. Like dude is looks like a vampire. Okay, um emo type much? Like he, uh he's intimidating. I can I can see that. You know, a lot of people kind of scared of their fathers. So I can definitely definitely see that perspective. And what was funny too because like the first time he walks up to to like this dorm that Soma is in. Soma is up there. He's just he sees him and he's like, "Oh hey." He's like, "Young man, I'm looking for my daughter Erina." Like, "Oh, you're Erina's father. That's cool." And he's like, "You, I've seen you before. You you're actually a really good cook. Who are you?" "Oh, you know, I'm nobody." And everybody's rushing out because they know that that's everybody knows that that's Erina's dad. He's a bad dude. And then once they bust out, 
And mind you, Erina finds out the same times the dad finds out. He's all like, you know, I'm not, I'm nobody special. My dad used to come here. Who's your dad? Oh, you know, Janimba Soma. Okay, I don't know his first name, but uh, Janim, Janimba or whatever, Yukihara. And it's like a bomb drop because like everybody finds out, that's your dad? Your dad's like the number one chef from the school. And he, he, he looks at him, he's like, that's why you look so familiar. <laughs> he's like, Surprise! Okay. He's, like, <laughs> he's like, okay, okay, you you gonna have to you gonna have to be offed. Ooh, so like, does he immediately already um, create tension, or like, does a dad already immediately start going after the son after that? He not necessarily. I believe they end up in another tournament arc. Kind of, it looks like they're trying to like fight for who's gonna be in control of the school. The student council are also cooks. They're made of like the ten best cooks, and most of the student council is going against Yukihara and his group as well. Mm, okay, something to create the plot. They're pretty much working for the father. Ah, okay, okay, I see why. All right, definitely. Yeah, understand. But that's my main, uh, my main uh, protagonist and antagonist. What you got for me? All right, my next one. I'm gonna go ahead and hit with the protagonist. Ooh, this is uh, definitely an old school one. And Death is probably one of my top 10 animes of all time. Death Note. And the protagonist, as you already know, and like I said, this is a Death Note going, and most people have seen this, uh, Light Yagami. He is a teen genius who just happens to come across a book um, after school. And um, um, as, he's reading through some, as he's reading through the notebook, he learns that every time he writes somebody's name in it, they die like 45 seconds later. And, and so instead of just stops writing in the book or even just like throws away the book, you know, just writing it off as a joke, he just starts writing thousands of names in it, hundreds, hundreds of names in there. And, you know, uh, one day the Shimigami, who is basically like a god of death, uh, who owns a notebook comes down and is like, wow, oh my god, like, most people don't even write as have as many names in there. He's like, well, why not? You know, I'm, and Dave, and from there, he just takes on a persona of, you know, he, he thinks himself almost as a god who's killing all the bad guys in the world. So that's his main objective. And so from there, I, the reason why I like Yagami so much is given this opportunity of being able to really change the world and his own way he didn't do it half-heartedly he didn't do it with no hesitation this guy really went and just full blast did it like once again we're not going to necessarily talk about him just killing people off in prisons or anybody who thinks he's bad like of course that's wrong but i just love how even though what he was kind of doing is wrong he himself seeing what he was doing was right and just went for it wholeheartedly and that's where like i I just think i just love about it and so the only challenges he's really um um, had to kind of come up with even in this anime was him having to go up against l which is the antagonist in the story uh basically a super genius detective who's basically on the same level as light and they're just basically trying to play a cat and mouse game, trying to catch each other first. So from there, it's like a chess game to find the other person's identity first. And since I'm definitely into chess games, I, I love it. I love how it's not necessarily a physical type of battle. It's more of a mental and seeing them go back and forth of just their moves of trying to figure each other out. You know, just by little tit and tat, 
by trying to get closer to people, killing certain people, it, it was crazy. And so just seeing how a high schooler could go so far and almost kind of do a complete 180 from just first third, well, all animators kind of go from, you know, regular high school student. But for him just to kind of go do a 180 from a regular guy to thinking he's a god and killing bad guys and doing what he's doing now was really mind-changing to me at least i really started seeing different anime characters in a little bit way of not just the whole we're gonna fight with friendship and you know yeah we're like we're not gonna try to win with the power of friendship through everything that's in a lot uh, that's in almost every little thing but we're, we're gonna use smart brains like like the main character doesn't have to be brain dead and that's what I you know was like fell in love with. Like you can also be smart and kind of do a lot with your brains, and it doesn't have to be physical either. Because like the whole show is basically like a chess match. But yeah. sorry, but at the same time, I would say a lot of people, at least me, I look at him as just a, another character of Sasuke. How he seems moody and depressing all the time. He's never moody and depressing. I know you're not talking about light because light. He's always <laughs> very light hearted. No, he's always very light hearted. You know, he just takes a lot of things seriously. Not a pun. <laughs> not a pun. <laughs> no, it's not a pun. But no, like so, <laughs> he does take everything lightheartedly, and, and he's just serious about what he's doing. Okay. You know, and he's also serious about not getting caught. Okay. You know, like I said, once he has found that rival and L. That's where he kind of goes to the next level. He and his anime. And this is why like, it's definitely one of my favorites of all time. Like, I just love it. I feel like a lot of people are there with you. Like I said before, a lot of people consider Death Note to be one of their favorite animes of all time. Which, I guess, that's cool. I mean, what I also see is a lot of animes from like either the 2000 to 2005 is any of those animes created in that area is in anybody's top five top five top ten or just like gets an honorable mention of a you should definitely get into this right here like you can instantly pick out anything from that era and be like hey this is what you check out nowadays mm, it's a little bit difficult yeah that makes sense all right so there you go Mm -hmm. all right so for me my next pick will probably be asta from black clover oh my gosh and I'm actually sending this in the direction. We're just going to throw his pick in the trash. We're just going to throw his pick in the trash. I'm going to just say, no, as a pick as in bad protagonist. A bad protagonist? I'm giving examples of good and bad protagonists. Oh, okay. He's doing a little bit better than me. He's going that extra mile. Let me see what you got then. Asta, and just give me a second, but Asta is just like, he's... He's willing. He ha, it's crazy because he has that main protagonist thing. He's willing to protect anyone, protect anyone, but he kind of does it in that bad way. He he has that whole. Okay, let me back up for a second. So he's willing to protect anyone. He's willing to go like the distance and per se that I will be the hero and I will save everybody. You know, like all the qualities that you want your main protagonist to have. Your main hero. But he's just so annoying all right let me set this up let me set this up for you guys imagine like you know what goku's gonna do you know what he can become you know he can go super saiyan 3 imagine he 
went to Super Saiyan 3 one time and said, awesome, that was cool, but how do I get back there? And never goes back. <laughs> and never goes back. And never goes back. He he fought, let's say he, who, who he fought Boo, Majin Boo one time in Super Saiyan 3, but when Kid Boo came at him, he's all like, oh, I wish I could go to that form. Yeah, but couldn't because it was draining too much of his life force. And so he's, True. After that, we've never actually seen Super Saiyan 3 ever again. I think they do it one more time in Super, but not really. Mm. Oh, do they do it in Super one time? No, they skip it, it in the battle with him and Kefla. He goes straight from Super Saiyan 2 to Super Saiyan God. And they just gloss gloss over Super Saiyan 3 for like, it, it was just bad. Not even with a mention or anything? Like nobody even chooses to mention it? or uh, What was it? Kale? Khalifa? I think her name was Khalifa. She says, like, what happened to Super Saiyan 3? And he's all like, yeah, that kind of uses too much power, so I don't want to use it. Wow. But I digress. Asta is just, and what I mean by annoying, he also does this thing where he screams all the time. So that was my first problem with him in the first episode. This guy just couldn't, it's like every word he spoke he was just yelling his lungs off the top of his head, yelling. I'm just like, mm-hmm. and also he had his little catchphrase of, I want to be the wizard king, just like another little character I know. So with Naruto, he definitely had his little screaming phase for his first couple episodes. And then he also had his, also his little cute little catch line, believe it. And from there, I'm, I'm I personally don't think I would have had the patience for Naruto now. I couldn't go back through his immature phase, and that's why I don't think I would have probably had the patience for him. And that's why I don't think I couldn't even definitely get into one episode of Black Clover. So, and it's crazy because Asta's a, like I said, you want to like him. You want to see him succeed because he's your protagonist. He's the guy who will save the world. But you're so obnoxious, you're so loud, and you're dumb. Like, the, I'm, I'm, I'm not so sure what the creators wanted for this. Maybe it's the thing for, you know, to make the main character more lovable. But he is like dumb, dumb, like Yamcha, dumb, like. No, 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 no. So, Yamcha was dumb. Is he Luffy dumb? But Luffy has like the drive and like it's different with Luffy. Luffy's dumb, but he's like. A lot more charming with it. Asta is dumb and obnoxious and annoying. Mm, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Um, Even like go- one punch man dumb. <laughs> Once again, uh, Saitama is like Luffy dumb. Like they're dumb, but they're dumb as to like, oh, they're just not, you know, like oblivious dumb. Is Luffy oblivious? Like he just doesn't know necessarily what's going on or around, and he just pushes forward. Like, Luffy is a little bit strategic. Like, he can kind of come up with a plan, but sometimes he's just like, well, screw the plan, and he just punches his way. See, and, and what's sad is Asa's like that too sometimes, but it has to be in the heat of battle. But when they're planning out, like, strategies and stuff, Asa's just oblivious. Like, even when it's something just as straightforward and simple we're gonna go to the fortress we're gonna go around back we're gonna sneak in and we're gonna take out the enemy also be like question what are we doing again and it's dude we just we just oh, went wow. over this so he's he's the type of guy who's just protected by plot armor 
Pretty much. Or he just goes through and, and how he beats the main enemy is just new level surprise attack. Something like the Goku thing where only how he always beats like the new villain is new transformation at the last moment. And it's bad too because like I said, you want to like Asta. You, you want to like him. He's kind of cool. He's kind of neat. And you like his power. He has anti-magic which cancels out everybody else's magic. That's pretty interesting. When I first saw that, I was like, yo, this dude has the power of a devil. That's awesome. But it's just executed so poorly, if I may say. Mm, okay, I feel you. All right. And so the next one, I have a... In- I would say... So the next character is from Future Diary. And she's mm. part protagonist and antagonist. And I, just by the girl, you can already tell my little brother is not necessarily a big fan of it. But once again, I this is a, a great anime. Not necessarily um, of a top 10, but definitely a worthwhile mention to some of my friends. So if we could get the bash going, I would put this on my bash of the week. Why? Uh, we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into it. Go ahead. Go ahead. And, and so my the... what. What I'm saying might be the pro and antagonist story is Yuno Gasai. Yuno Gasai is... Well, here, let's, let's start with the actual protagonist of the story. It's Yuki Imano. He's a 14-year-old kid, and he's kind of like the loner in the anime. And for some reason, he's friends with Deus Ex Machina. He's the god of space and time. And the god starts having a competition between 10 people. He gives them, like, these future diaries, and they're all supposed to kill themselves to uh to become the next god mm. and so from there you know uh you know gasai is one of the other people and she's in love with this guy and so to kind of kill the ending of it the first time around she kills the guy she loves the main character yukido yuki and she becomes a guy and she's like wow i love this guy so much i just want to be with him so she basically rewinds time then basically go through everything again she kills her past self to go through this stuff again, which is why she's part protagonist because she's with the main character throughout the whole entire thing, but she's also the antagonist because she's kind of the reason why the whole second part of this whole story is set up. Y'all, I really don't like this anime. I love it. It, it, it was just oddly weird and just creative all the way around. I totally forgot about that part that she, she killed old boy and then came back to almost kill old boy again. Oh yeah, she was definitely planning. She was just gonna keep doing this over and over and over and over and over. This is like she was. This is that one hundred percent obsessed type of anime character. And to me, she's probably like the number one of it, of like of how somebody's obsessed. Because you know, like you like for some of them, they're just oh my god, I love you. I just want to have sex with you. This girl becomes a god, rewinds time just to spend more time with this person. When you put it like that. Like to me, that's she, that's a league in a, a league of its own. She's your yandere. That's what the, kind of a yandere is. Not even kind of. That's what a yandere is. What is a yandere? A yandere there's sundere, yandere, and like there's a bunch of dere's apparently. But um, yandere's are they have a whole game about it too. Uh, <laughs> it's a person who is in love with this other person. You know, usually the female loving the dude. And any, like, she's like infatuated with him. Sometimes she'll, like, be distant away from him. Sometimes she'll confess the love straight up to him. Not really, though. Um, but anybody, and I mean anybody, who goes, like, looks at him, even talks to him badly, even, like, 
breeze near him she's all over them and either a trying to kill them or b trying to get them away from her lover or whatever and so this is she's definitely like this in anime she already knows who to trust who to don't trust and she's like yo she tried to kill his mom she didn't necessarily try to kill his mom. She, she so like she already knows. To. She already knows who's getting back. She's already went through this whole timeline before, and so while she's also trying to be like, Yuki, trust me, and Yuki's like, man, like you tripping my like, I don't know what you know, <laughs> and so you you see why he's making the same decision, and you see why for some reason she's just always that step ahead. I think. Oddly enough, like when you when you see it and watch it, you you after the second watch through, you would understand, or, or when you get to the end, you'll probably understand. But is, is she your good protagonist? No, she's she's the antagonist, and so that's fair. And I'm no no no, and I'm I'm telling you, like she's kind of a good protagonist. I mean, a good antagonist for the story. I mean, it's it's just because I love it. I'm like, I love the and one thing like all these people have in common is the dedication. Of to which they're completely wholehearted to their goals. That's fair. You know, once the once they set out on this road, like they don't get changed from it. You know, the guy from Psychopaths, he didn't get changed from his. He died still believing in what he believed in. Uh, uh, Light Yagami died still believing what he believed in all the way through. Jesus, <laughs> you got a lot, you got a lot of anime's where they be dying. Well, unfortunately, everybody more or less dies. It was crazy because. Even the protagonist in Death Note dies, and that's just so oddly weird because they always live. And but even with Homegirl, she unfortunately dies, and but like she still died being in love with this guy one hundred percent. And it, yeah, it's oddly weird, but like I totally respect how she was just so wholeheartedly committed to be committed in to want to rewind space and time to do this over and over again just to spend time with the guy who she loves. But it like. Put it like this. If you look at her in the aspect of being an antagonist, I would maybe like that anime just a little bit more. But it's still terrible. And we're not going to get into it right now because that can take a whole podcast. I could yell at that anime for an hour straight. I don't know why. And and I could probably try to feed any of all his ideas, but I, I just like how she, who she was and why she did it. And the unwavering will to do it. I didn't even like that ending. The ending was weird, too. I won't mm. say what the ending was, but the ending was a little bit different, too. Respect for the ending, though. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't even give it respect. Okay, so for me, I'm going to go back to another video game. And I'm going to go the newest Spider-Man that got released. Dude, protagonist or antagonist? Uh, protagonist and antagonist. I might as well say antagonist, too. What was good about that game, and if you guys haven't played it yet, just go play it. it hit, I, I think it was Game of the Year. So which Spider-Man are you talking about? The new ones that just came out in 2020, or was it 2019? It was like 2019, or 2018, actually. Was it called a specifically type of Spider-Man? Like no, nah, just one? Spider-Man. Just Spider-Man, okay. So it's the newest one that came out either in 2019 year. Uh, I'll probably look it up in a second. But um, it was the, what was so special about it is the fact that it it changes its own story. It, of course, it was the Spider-Man, you know, the Stanley orientation of it, but it was, you know, it wasn't just cut and dry. This is Spider-Man. This is the hero, and he fights all the villains. It was more like 
uh, what was it, Doctor Octavius? He ended up becoming Spider-Man's mentor for a minute there. Uh, he didn't have his friend Harry in there, and these are just like all little like snippets of part of the story. Um, you you just you it was such a different story. Marvel Spider-Man came out in 2019, August 20, 2019. See, 2019. It wasn't a f- fresh new Spider-Man. Like, he didn't just get his powers for the first time. He was Spider-Man before. But they made it seem like if he was getting t- into this hero business almost like for the first time. By that, I mean him going up against these new villains. He's put villains, or I don't want to even say new villains. He's put villains back in behind bars what made it different was that his mentor, Otto Octavius, becoming Dr. Octopus, that was like flipped his world upside down. Mm. And he had to face, you had to face like six different enemies in, in that, and at one point, all at once, <laughs> kind of the Sinister Six. You, you know who the original Sinister Six is? Um, Dr. Octopus, um, the magician dude, I don't know his name. Mysterio. And yeah, Mysterio, Lizard Guy. Rhino. Sandman? Nope. Not Sandman. I think you're just naming main ones. It Uh, was, I think the original Sinister Six was Vulture, Scorpion, Rhino. Was it Mysterio? I don't think it was. Octavius and Lizard. We can do a small lookup of who the Sinister Six is. But it was basically like that take. And they took. They took somebody out and replaced it with Mr. Negative, who I've never seen. I think th- I think the game itself made uh, Mr. Negative for a whole new villain. And him going up against this new version of the Sinister Six kind of like flipped his world upside down. So the original Sinister Six was Dr. Octopus, Electro, Craven oh. the Hunter, Mysterio, Sandman, and Vulture. No Rhino oh, wow. or Squ- or Scorpio in there. Wow. But uh, they did change it up a few times. And I, I kind of sworn it was Vulture. Huh. No, Vulture is in there. Yeah, oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, they changed it up a few times. This is why Mr. Negative got thrown into it. And it seemed like just this just like whole new Sinister Six made this new Spider-Man game just like a whole new Spider-Man in itself. First of all, the new suit, which was actually really freaking cool. It, it was just like... A color splash of like the white instead of a black spider on the chest and back it was a white one and the legs went all the way down the body and it like traveled down through the legs and gave him these cool little like white shoes it was it was actually really dope hmm. the reason why he's explaining so much detail to me is because I didn't really want to get into the game I played it a little bit um, just to kind of fill out the whole swinging mechanics mm-hmm. and everything but I kind of just took a I just passed on the game. Which, by the way, they definitely took that into account because, you know, people are starting to listen to fans more and more. And the whole thing was, how are you swinging when there's nothing above you? So definitely, in the game, you can't swing if there's no buildings around. (laughs) And the swinging mechanic's probably the best thing in the game. Really? I don't want to say best thing because then I'm going to take stuff away from it. But the swinging mechanic itself is very fun. It's very easy to travel. You can do like tricks and flips in the air while you swing. It's easy to run up and cross buildings. Like if you get to a corner of a building and you can start dashing across it, it's it's really fun. But once again, digress. Um, Peter Parker in this game is like going through a midlife crisis just because once again, his mentor is now his enemy and he has to deal with this like 
wide outbreak of people about to die from this virus that Mr. Negative threw out, who once again was a person he kind of looked up to because he ran like a shelter. Dude, so you just seen all of his like heroes just kind of turning evil. Yep. Okay. And he doesn't really know mentally how to combat this. It's more like, what what do I do? Like I'm supposed to be the hero who saves everybody, and I can't do it right now. But he gets to a certain point where he's it's either step up or step out because you can either save everybody or everybody's gonna die. So you pretty much go through that trouble, of course, playing him. You go through that with him, and he and sorry guys, spoiler warning. He gets to a certain point where he fights Otto, and his uh, mentor. He looks him in the eyes like you're not my mentor anymore. You ended up trying to kill everybody. And he makes a conscious decision, which is hard. There is this bottle of the vaccine to save everybody from this poison. He could, and it was only like the single bottle. And Aunt May, surprisingly, was dying at the moment. Mm. He he had two choices. He walked up to he walked up to her on the hospital bed as Spider Man, and she's like, "Take that off. I want to see my nephew." And he's like, "You knew?" And she's like, "I've always known." And he has to make the conscious decision because she's like, no, give the vaccine to everybody else because he could either give it to her right there or spread it out to everybody. But she would have died, and unfortunately, she died. Wow. Aunt May and Uncle Ben are gone. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, to, to see somebody who you truly love versus to save the whole city, um, that's, that's, that's definitely a hard decision. I'm not sure how many people who would actually make that. And see, that's another thing. You don't get to make the decision, so it's not like that type of game where it's decision, like your decisions make the outcome. Mm. It was actually a little Spider-Man thing where he's just like, "No, I can't do it. I gotta, I gotta save everybody because I'm the hero." Wow, it's it's hard, it's tough. It's like Spider-Man, that game specifically was a very good take on a whole on the same story. Mm. And they did have that. Uh, it, it was funny because they did have the Stanley cameo in there as well. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, just to wrap it all up, Stanley, baby. Oh, rest, yeah, sure. rest in peace. Rest in peace, man. Definitely uh, a legend in himself. And, like, just thank you just for, you know, creating so many superheroes everybody can look up to. Right. Wakanda forever. But that's that whole synopsis type of deal that I just gave there, that's why he's um goes on a good protagonist list for me. Because he, you see him have to go through these. At first, he's on cloud nine because he's a hero and he's done this before. He's put away numerous of villains in the game. You put away uh, Electro, Scorpion. Was it Vulture? No, no, it wasn't Vulture. Uh, Rhino. You you put away these villains, so you know you're a hero. He knows he 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 he's got this. But when it comes with these new ones that he has to face, he comes up with more to or he has to and and come or, a tackle more decisions and it's like a grown-up way it's like a whole new world dude you see him maturing into a different there you go level that's what makes a good protagonist you can either face it or you're just gonna step down Mm, like i said i definitely respect that because even especially in a video game to see um him have to make those conscious decisions of you're not my friend no more you're my enemy you're not my mentor you're not a father figure no more mm. you're somebody who i have to stop it's definitely um something big man like i don't even want to even try to even downplay that like that's definitely uh a big character development 
There Some you go. I would actually would like to see more in animes too. All right, so, and like I said, in short, that's my protagonist for at least another video game. All right, and I think the last one for me would be, oh yeah, I gotta go here. Um, Kratos from God of War. The God of War himself. The God of War. The himself. man who's named his son Boy. <laughs> and we're gonna get there too, because <laughs> it, and I'm gonna mostly focus on the newer him, but I gotta speak to of his past why too. So we already know. You know, he, he's a god of war. He ran through and killed everybody. You know, he, he he's basically the incarnate of blood and rage. Not necessarily, but, you know, he, he his whole storyline is being duped and tricked after killing his uh, wife and child and going on a rampage and killing his father, the gods, and everybody else. But after going through that whole lifetime, he reappears a whole new continent with a whole new gods. Um, having remarried and having a son this time because I think his first kid was a, a girl. Yep. And like you get to see a whole new Kratos. And the reason why, like, I was really interested and I was like, man, this guy has like you could just see by his mentality of man, like, yo, I'm not really into the whole fighting thing no more. He's like, I've calmed down from that. You know what? I didn't even notice that until you like actually said it. Yeah, like he's like, "Yo, I'm not into wanting to go fight everybody." He's like, "Yo, I've, I've really calmed down from that." He's like, "I don't, I don't have that burden on my shoulders no more." He did take a 180, didn't he? Oh yeah, he did. He did a complete 180. You know, even when he sees his son, uh, when he's trying to tr- uh, trying to train him to go hunting. Atreus, his name's not really boy. Atreus. Like he, like he's like yo, he's like yo, calm down. He's like boy, he's like calm down. He was mm-hmm. like, don't let anger get the better of you. And you also can see like how his Kratos has his temper tantrums too. Like he, mm-hmm. he can easily lose control of his anger, right. you know, and kind of go off. But just to see him, um, kind of warm up to be a father and learn how to be hard and when to be soft. And it like it literally took the whole game for him to see it too, <laughs> of, of you know trying to you know, find the balance of everything and even to face his past demons with his father, you know, and learn how, wow, I need to change my relationship with my son because of the relationship with my father. Because I do believe now, I don't care who Kratos is, you will lose to Loki. Now, like, he's part part Olympian and part, like, what, what? what were they called again? Uh, they're the Norse gods. Yeah, like the Norse gods. So you're part Norse, part Olympian. So I'm not gonna lie, Kratos. Like, yeah, you were kicking butt, but you don't want you don't want the best part of two worlds, you know, in one bottle uh, to go up against. Okay, okay, I didn't know what you meant by when you made the Loki reference. I forgot. If you haven't seen towards the end, uh, his son Atreus is actually named, or his mom wanted to name him Loki. Loki. And I, I kind of really am curious to see how and why it was like that. Because, yeah, Loki is not necessarily um, from, like, he's not really Thor's brother or he's not really Odin's son either. Um, he is just an adopted kid from the Giants. Right. So I can see how they could put Kratos in there a little bit. But I'm also kind of curious to see, okay, we're going to go with this whole story. Like, how are you guys going to twist it to kind of... Uh, put it in game format and match it with Kratos. I'm excited to see if they should be doing another uh, God of War. I don't know why not, other than 
we've made four of them. Like, I feel like I feel like four in PSP games too. Yeah, but I feel like they can go a lot further with their story, and even in the middle of the game, they kind of made a reference at him being Egyptian almost, or him going to the Egyptian gods and fighting them. I feel like that definitely will probably probably be like their next step, but it won't be with Kratos. I mean, he can since he's kind of like since he was born as a human. Mm-hmm. I think he does have a big cap on his life. Mm-hmm. You know, he, like he's shown he can get older. Yeah, like he's shown he's getting older. He's definitely getting a lot slower. You know, of course he can kill things, but like yo, he's not killing mountain-sized gods anymore. And unfortunately, that was like probably my only gripe with the game. Like, there wasn't those big, huge boss battles anymore. Like, and I also understand that, like, with the Norse gods, like, they're all humans. Like, they're not no big, giant jaw things except for, like, Loki's kids, give or take. And, like, that's why we didn't see it in the God of War game. But, like, to not bring back those fights that took you about 10, 15, 20 minutes to fight and beat and to give you those great cinematics oh it was definitely hard they could have made something that's what that's why i thought they were gonna end up showing flat or something like that because they're they're gods who can be that top tier like they're like by that i mean he had to fight zeus on like this big old scale he had to fight hades in his chamber uh he had to fight helios i think the sun god yeah he had to fight helios what's crazy is they give you small mini, they give you a lot of mini boss battles, like mini ones, and then they give you the bomber, like the bomber fights. The Balder. Balder, my bad, Balder. Yeah, they give you like two, two, three fights against him, and like those were still whack. Whack, like I'm I, not I was, gonna lie. I, it was a lot of lackluster. Like overall, the game, if I was gonna give it a scale of rating, I'd probably give it a eight out of ten. I say seven out of ten, and that's purely because the boss fights in there were lackluster. Yeah, and I feel like I, I thoroughly enjoy the open world of it. Oh yeah, like, I, I love how you can go from part to part, build up Kratos, and then uh, to go and tackle certain things. But I also felt like, like story wise, like story wise, you you wasn't really given a lot. Mm. Like you know, you were given some things, but <laughs> go ahead. So it like so as a story being start off like somebody knocks on you like you're you're burying um Kratos' wife, you have to go spread her ash her ashes and you know, somebody comes and knocks on your door and you're having to fight this guy to kinda of go do just this one thing, which is kinda of crazy. Mm. Um like it's it's still like it wasn't much there. Like, mm. you know, you never really knew why Boulder kind of came knocking on your door. I guess it was just because he was in the Olympia. He was like, no, you it, don't belong here. It was, yeah, there you go. I think Odin, like, set this up for the fights because he said, or it was something along the lines, like, they knew uh, Kratos was there because, you know, it's, some, it's an outsider in our world. And I think Odin sent them to, like, send him and then his grandsons because I think those were Thor's kids. Yeah, they were Thor's kids. And um, it's like... They he sent them out there to handle him because they felt like that would have been enough. Apparently, guess what? It wasn't enough. It definitely wasn't enough. <laughs> but I said, well, you know, some people have to learn the hard way, and that's why uh, 
Bro had to kind of come in even at the end. And it was like, so you, I'm here because you kind of kept my kids and uh, right. You got some problems that we need to solve. And if he fights uh, Thor and gets past him, he also gonna have to fight Freya because she's upset that he killed Boulder. Mm, I'm not sure. I mean, since she's like the original, what's supposed to be Valkyrie, something like that. Freya, yeah, Freya's a Valkyrie. Yeah, like that. Mm, since you have to fight like the if you're boss. going, if you're going by mythology, yeah, Freya is like the Valkyrie. She's like the top Valkyrie. Yeah, so that that would be an interesting fight. Um, I'm not sure for every well, I I can see it getting there, but like between Thor, Freya, and then Odin himself, I'm not sure re- really where else could there be any. Um, you could fight Odin. You could fight. There's a lot. There's a lot of gods you could fight off. Just like how uh, Greek mythology has their gods and they're stacked. Norse mythology has their gods that they're stacked. He could have fight. He could have fought Tyr. He could have fought. Uh, Fenrir, which I'm surprised that that wasn't just a out the gate type of boss. He could have fought. Uh, oh, jeez, I remembered his name and I just forgot it. Uh, he could have fought Soul. She's a fire goddess. Uh, he could have fought. There's so many gods that he could have fought, and he just that's what I'm he saying. Really like, like fought the grandsons and the uncle, I'm like, and I'm just like, like what why? was that? I don't even know these guys. Yeah, and so. But that right there wraps up our uh, protagonist and agonist. So next we're going to definitely get into our anime and uh, manga recommendations of the week. That is true. All right, guys. And so your manga recommendation of the week is Game Obu Familia. The protagonist, along with his stepmother and two stepsisters slash stepaunts, are summoned into another world where demi-humans are the rulers, are the rulers as saviors. But it's not to fight against a demon lord. It's to fight against an undead apocalypse monster called the Dead Nell that have overrun the world and that can only be killed using weapons made with holy silver. For that, a familia is made, a group of four people, with them being the sword master that uses the holy sword, the guardian that uses the power of earth to protect, the healer that uses the power of water to heal, and the black mage that uses the power of fire to destroy. The role of guardian and the mage and... The mage and the healer is to support the sword master that can only kill monsters. But to use magic powers, one must offer a part of your being as a sacrifice to form a contract with spirits. And the higher the sacrifice, the higher the power. Now they must choose who are the three that need to sacrifice part of their bodies to gain power and who will heal the holy sword. And so, for this manga right here, it it definitely started off as, you know, an isekai. While... I'm starting to notice, like, this is all that mostly that I read. I'm also kind of slowly starting to get sick and tired of it. But it's all I read, so I'm kind of learning how to deal with my addiction slash curse. And so with this one, it, it started off kind of crazy how seeing how they had to start giving up um, parts of their bodies to deal with this, uh, to deal with the dead males that are coming in to kind of kill them. And so what and so most of the people who have been fighting have all been men and women. The women have been like the people who use magic and the men have been using the, like the swords to fight. And so the women having been given up like their virginity or like their ability to have babies um, to contract with spirits. So they got to give up some part of their body to to form contract. And so with the main protagonist, um, definitely kind of comes up with the idea is he has his mom and his two sisters um all be the sword master and he himself will try to form contracts with water fire and earth 
to be the necessarily magician of the party, the magic user. And so what, and so he actually makes a pretty interesting uh, proposition to all three of them, trying to come up with his eyes, um, his blood, and his body. So that each spirit can kind of, in sense, walk the earth and see what's going on in the world. I'm still trying to get a grip on what the side of it actually is. <laughs> and so, and that way I'm... Or is a manga, sorry. Is a manga? Yeah, it's manga. Okay. Yeah, and so with this, um, depending on what you give up, on, depending on what you give up or what you're willing to sacrifice, um, the stronger the spirit kind of comes to you to make the contract. So since he's willing to kind of give up his body, blood, and like eyes or whatever, um, he gets the strongest of all three. And so this is how he's able to support his mom and his two sisters while they go and fight. So this definitely makes up a an interesting manga. And so to the people I recommend, and if you once again if you like isekais, um, it does it definitely has a little magic swordsman type of thing in there too. But also, once you get down to, it also has a mix in politics because now they have to play in between of having to overcome this apocalypse. So it's not like a demon lord. It's an apocalypse of like undead that the whole continent has to deal with. And it's different races and different kingdoms on the continent that some haven't actually come up against the dead male yet. So like they're kind of oblivious to where like the front, the front runners or like the people who's already fighting already having to deal with this problem. So you got the people in the back almost trying to play for power, trying to almost attack the other kingdoms because they haven't necessarily came across the problem yet. And so now while the people in front are trying to fight the dead male, they're also trying to fight the people in the back. And so this is where I definitely, like I'm, I'm definitely like a chess player type of guy. And this is where you also kind of see it in the manga of like the main protagonist trying to play both sides and try to keep everybody in check while trying to also help. What was the name of it again? Uh, Game Obu Familia. Nice. Yeah, so I definitely re- definitely uh recommend it to any and everybody. It's 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 it was definitely interesting. Cool. Ongoing, like about nineteen chapters once a month. Go check it out. All right, I'm I'm gonna have to go ahead and give that a, a read since it's a manga and not an anime yet. So for what I got is. Cautious hero. The hero is overpowered, but overly cautious. <laughs> Goddess Resterite summons Seiya Ryukian, an overly cautious hero, to save the world of Gebrande. Seiya is obsessed with muscle training and buying extra armor to deal with low-level creatures. It's simply one cautious hero mission at a time for this hero. <laughs> is it, So, just in general, I've seen a few episodes from here. And it's just funny. It is it's it's a comedy type of anime, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. And it it you can compare it to something like uh, One Punch Man, which I know you don't exactly care for. I don't say care for it because once again, it doesn't take itself. It takes itself. T- it doesn't take itself seriously, and ha- and I just would want him to take it seriously when he definitely can. OP hit everything in one like there's there's nothing I can say against him, but from what you've shown me about the over overly cautious guy is that yeah he can do things he's just like wait wait wait, wait, wait. 
Let me, let me first go stock up 100 potions. No, 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 no. Let me first go be level 3,000 versus, like, I don't necessarily need to be level 100 to fight this person. No, 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 wait, wait. I need to go do some more training. I'm like, you don't need to train. He's like, no, 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 wait. I'm going to use my most powerful move on a slime. And then I'm going to do it again because it's not dead yet. Do it. One more time, just because my doodle, I'm like, bro, it's, it's dead. No, 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 wait, five more times because it can come back as an undead. Doodle, like, yo, that is the funniest thing to me. I don't know why. And I don't worry, like, it was funny to me too. But I'm like, oh my gosh. So he's in this world. He's sent to this world, Gabrande, and he's supposed to, like he says, be the hero. He's just like overcautious when it comes to these things. He buys, like, and when he goes into an armor shop, you only need, like, one set of armor. Maybe two, kind of, if, if you're that type of person. No, he goes into the shop, I need three armors. And she's like, wait, wait, what for? One, to wear. Two, for the spare. The third one is for the, in case if I lose the spare. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like what, what, is, what is that? How do you have a spare just in case you lose the spare? Like, it's... Bro, it's not that serious. <laughs> How do you even lose the first one? If and or maybe. <laughs> exactly. And it just gets so funny and like whimsical. Okay, so I would compare this to uh, both of me slash what is it called? I don't like taking pain, so I put my de- all my points into defense. Bro, that was the Bash of the Week, and this right here is nowhere near close to the Bash of the but Week. But that's what I'm saying. I compare these two because they're kind of like cut from the same cloth. They're both, I would say they're both isekai, but one, she gets sent to a video game. But, you know, that once you can enter and leave. He is sent to this world where he could kind of leave, but all he has to do is say, no, I want to be sent back home, and he can go back at any time. But uh, they, they're kind of like both isekais in a way. They both go into a world where they have to fight monsters and slimes and such. One, on one hand, she's just being a dumb goofball. And it's just like she thinks it's charming towards the end. And it's just dumb. The other one, he's just being <laughs> overly hes overly cautious. And it's funny and, and whimsical on that side. It's, it's, it's two different. It's like, like I said, cut from the same cloth. But they're different. And... And like I've met people who just love the heck out of both of me, and to me, it's I don't see the appeal. Mm, I don't, it, it, so the fact that it's the bash of the week speaks for itself, and I'm just gosh, it's trash. Mm. It's open the air, alley oop it straight into the trash. <laughs> trash, trash. <laughs> but so that's my recommendation for this week. Uh, cautious hero, the overly powered hero, but he's overly cautious. All right, guys. And to wrap up today's notes, um, definitely going to give out some shout outs today. Uh, shout out to my boy, Derek, uh, for tuning in and listening, man. Uh, definitely appreciate it for all your feedback and everything. Thank you, Derek. Thank you. And also shout out to my boy, Noah. He hooked us up with our ending outro. If you like that. And yeah, that was all customized by him in his own studio and how he does his thing. Thank you, man. We're definitely going to have to put in a link of uh, how to reach him and uh, just, uh, you know, if you ever want to get any beats or anything from from him or by him, you know, he's definitely great. He has a wide variety of anything. He's actually uh, starting up his business up in California. Oh, we. Oh, yeah. Definitely shout out to him. Shout out. And um, our next episode, guys, will be episode five, uh, leveling up, how to take your gaming to the next level. Next level, dab. 
yeah, you know, just to give you guys some tips and tricks or things we might use to how to improve in certain video games. And um, also, check out our website. What's our website called? Website is uh, www.mavericks.com. M-A-V-R-E-A-K-S.com. Check it out. There, okay. you right. can uh, find all of our uh, episodes, uh, reviews, and things like that. And you can also, it gives us a little about page. You can learn a little bit about us. Also, that too. All right, guys. Uh, um, also, you can find us at, where can they listen to us at, little brother? You can also listen to us at anchor.com, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. We just got, actually, we actually just got put up on Google Podcasts. Oh, nice, man. Uh, and I think our definitely next one would be uh, iTunes Podcast as well. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Thank you, little brother. And uh, so you guys can also reach us to give us questions, comments, or any other type of feedback at uh, mavericks at gmail.com. That is M-A-V-R-E-A-K-S at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up at B-B-E Mav 2020 at gmail.com. That's B-B-E-M-A-V 2020 at gmail.com. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Thank you, all Thank you. Thank, thank you. We will see you guys next week. Bye.